Wherever you're at on your lifting journey, whatever kind of athlete you want to be, we're all rolling down the same iron highway. All right, welcome back into another episode of the Iron Highway. I appreciate you joining along with me for today's ride. Uh, today's a cool one. This is our first long form episode, and obviously, I'm jazzed. I got a ton of energy, um, partly because this is an ex awesome experience that I get to put on this podcast, but also because I'm fresh off of a deload week in which I got to go take a vacation to one of my favorite places in Oregon, uh, a lake that I've been camping at since I was about nine years old. Uh, really cool place to go disconnect from technology and connect with nature and my family, uh, which really is where my battery charges. Um, and that being said, uh, while we're there, there's a ton of cool experiences that we get to have and inner tubing and fishing and uh, campfires and s'mores and stuff like that. Um, but the one that's really sticking out in my brain right now is uh, my eldest boy, Kalen, who's 16, is well on his way to um, working towards becoming a guide and starting his own business. Um, well, my youngest boy, Aiden, who's eight years old, is just starting to get into to, to fishing and he's really enjoying it. Um, but obviously, Kalen, my eldest, is a really avid outdoorsman and, and, and very adequate when it comes to fishing. He usually wins the competitions in the family. Uh, anyways, that after dinner, the boys would usually go out and sit on the back of the boat and plunk uh, weight and worms uh, for, for bass. And in about an hour, I watched Aiden catch eight eight bass to Kalen's zero. And the look on Kalen's face was priceless. There was a little bit of jelly in there, and I'm not going to lie, it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways, that's a little bit about uh, me and, and my life right now. Um, so let's talk about what you're here to listen about, and that's the lesson for the day. Uh, and today's podcast, this show, is all about the three C's of personal growth. And I'll give you the first one right now. It's a catalyst, right? At some point, we have to start. But let's let's start by talking about what the definition of catalyst is. Now there's there's one there's a definition that applies specifically to a chemical reaction, which is mildly pertinent. But the one that we want to talk about today is a catalyst is a person or a thing that precipitates an event. There's some moment, there's an aha, there's a uh, uh, epiphany, if you will, uh, that triggers a desire to grow. For instance, Michael Jordan uh, was my catalyst to start playing basketball. I still remember watching the way that that man played, and it was just absolutely magic. Um, and if you're a LeBron fan, don't at me. MJ is 100% the GOAT. <laughs> um, but he was specifically the reason why I started playing basketball, um, to the point where I slept with my basketball. I was so in love with the sport. I was sure I was going to go play on to the play, the play in the NBA. Um, it was my only career plan at that time. Um, but he was, he was specifically the reason, the way that he played the game and the magic that he made, made it magical for me and made me want to play basketball. He was my catalyst to, to get onto that road. Um, I also, you know, we talked about uh, already that I spent 10 years in the military almost. Um, and while I've always been a patriotic person um, and, and felt a, a call to service, um, 
the catalyst for that was my grandfather, whose story is absolutely amazing. He's a World War II veteran um, and was part of the 101st Airborne Division. Funny little factoid, uh, the TV series Band of Brothers is about his sister company. Um, and just telling you that, I hope you understand just how large of a figure he was in, in my life. Um, and so that planted that seed. That was my catalyst to join the military. Uh, when I got out of the military and I went through all of these transition changes like most veterans do, um, my back injuries and my shoulder injuries, my mental health um, were catalysts for me to take my health into my own hands because my experience with the VA medical professionals was uh, less than confidence inspiring. In fact, it was terrifying. Um, and that was my catalyst uh, to get moving down the road of completely changing my life, um, changing my, my education set, uh, and, and moving forward with an entirely new career. But we're talking about this in the context of personal growth and the iron highway that's what it's all about is we're all on this road together we're all moving forward trying to improve our life we're training our mind and our body right um so what's your catalyst right is it uh seeing pictures of friends climbing mount st helens and all of a sudden now you realize that i want to experience that mountaintop i want to stare down at the clouds and feel the wind against my face right um, do you start going on daily hikes because of that? What was it that got you on the iron highway? What, what was your catalyst? Um, if you're a CrossFitter, was it watching Matt Barnes dominate CrossFit for so, so dang long? The guy was an animal. Um, maybe, maybe it's a come to Jesus moment. Maybe the sitting in the doctor's office and, and having that doctor tell you that you're obese and that your long-term health future is at risk. Is that the catalyst? Uh, is that what finally gets you to start walking and, 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 and maybe looking at how you eat, what you eat, and how you feel your, feel your food, feel your body? Um, is it missing out on playing with your kids or your grandkids? Right? I know that there were moments in my life, um, specifically uh, when I got out, I went through this really weird season in my life where I experienced just injury after injury after injury. And I, I swear that I was convalescing for almost a year. Um, and I, I raised my son, my oldest son, I was the, 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 the monkey gym, right? Um, and there was no way he could keep up with me. I, I ran him into the dirt every opportunity that I could because a tired boy is a happy boy, right? Well, at some point after a blown Achilles um, uh, uh, cleanup surgery on an ankle, shoulder injury, and, and, and you're not able to keep up anymore and having your kids want you to come play with them and you just, you flat can't, um, that's, that's a terrible feeling. Uh, I don't wish that for any parent. And so maybe, maybe that's your catalyst, right? Maybe for you, it's you feel this responsibility to live your best life as an example, uh, but also to be a part of your children's lives. Um, maybe it's the image that you see in the mirror. Maybe you wake up one day and you realize that you aren't 18 anymore um, and 
you're not happy with, you know, you, you avoid the mirror. You're not happy with what you see and you don't recognize yourself anymore, right? Uh, maybe it's uh, postpartum, you know, um, maybe after, you know, bringing that miracle into the world, um, what that does to your body is something that you're not overly happy with, right? But we've all got a catalyst, something that triggers this moment in our in ourselves where we can no longer tolerate um, the current way that we are living. Um, and, and so that's really important to understand that you can miss those catalysts, right? You, you, can, you can have that slap you in the face and then go right back to whatever you were doing before because it's comfortable. But it's not comfortable because you're going to continue living in that state where you don't get to see your kids enjoy, enjoy you. Uh, you don't like what's in the mirror. You don't get to climb Mount St. Helens. Um, and while I don't know of a whole lot of people that would ever be as dominant as Matt Barnes in CrossFit, maybe you can bring your own piece of, of, of flavor to the sport, right? But who knows unless you grab a hold of that catalyst, unless you take that moment and allow it to slingshot you forward. And we all have our origin stories, right? Um, for me, my catalyst to get on uh, the Iron Highway and become an athletic person happened early. I grew up living outside. I, was, I hunted, I fished, I camped, I did water sports. Um, I started school sports in middle school uh, playing basketball and baseball, which I was absolutely atrocious at. I loved basketball. I was really good at that. Um, and then I moved on into high school and I ran track, football, you know, all of the things and, and, and then continued on with the military, you know, and I'm, I'm an athletic person in the military, just, just as a job choice, um, to hone my profession and be the best warrior that I can. Um, but I also played basketball, uh, in, in the Marine Corps, right? Um, so living the athletic life is, is very natural to me and it was what, helped me grasp a hold of my catalyst um, when I just wasn't the same human anymore. I, I stopped being the person that I wanted to be and I just, I rejected that so entirely, so thoroughly, my entire spirit um, just refused to be the person that was on the couch, you know, and I, I 100% could have gone well north of 300 pounds the way that, in an unhealthy manner. Um, in the way that I was living and, and moving forward. Uh, it just was not good. And, and so we've all got our catalyst. Let's circle back that and, and, and uh, circle the horses a little bit here. Um, and you have to, again, you have to, you have to harness it. You have to, have to move forward. But there's, there's things that, that keep us from moving forward. And these are obstacles that get in our way and either stop or slow us down. It's road debris. It's branches across the road, right? Um, and what it is is that at that moment of looking at our catalyst and we feel this deep desire and urge and motivation to move forward, the first thing that a lot of us do is we take a look at what the road looks like going forward and we say, well, there's this, so I can't. And these can'ts are just... They're nothing but lies that we tell ourselves, right? Or have been told by other people. Um, for instance, I can't lose or gain weight because of genetics. My family's just big bone. I'm just a, I'm just a, a lean person. Well, it's, that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is, is that our metabolism is guided by a very specific 
set of rules. And if you eat in a caloric deficit, if you eat less energy uh, than you're using on a day-to-day -day basis, you will continue to, to lose weight. Um, and most of it will be body fat. Um, some of it, you know, if you don't fuel yourself right, and even if you do, uh, is going to be muscle tissue. Um, and the same thing in, in reverse. If you eat in a caloric surplus, you will continue to put on, put on weight. How it looks, what composition it looks like—that's that's up to you. But there's been multitude, multitude of multitudes of studies that that prove this, and it's why the nutrition industry is so frustrating and so confusing. Is because it's really not that confusing, folks. It, it is simple math. Um, it's not uh, a perfect science, right? Um, and each of us expend different amount of energy throughout the day to day, but in the end. If you eat less than you're expending, you will lose weight. Um, another lie, I, I don't want to look like a man. Right? I, I know uh, a lot of uh, ladies, and, and to be honest, a lot of my friends and, and family and, and clients have all expressed this, you know, that um, I don't want to lift, I don't want to lift heavy because I don't want to, I don't want to have a, a muscular, a muscu muscular physique. Well, the truth of it is, is that you're going to have to bust your butt to, to do that. Um, when it comes to putting on size, number one, we just talked about this. You have to be in a caloric surplus in order to put on mass. And then in order to put on muscle mass, you have to eat enough protein to fuel the muscle protein synthesis process. And you have to stimulate those muscles. And this is stuff that we'll talk about in more scientific nature down the road. But the fact of it is, is that, uh, when you're in a surplus, it's like a three to one ratio for uh, adipose tissue, fat mass, to lean mass, right? Um, so to the ladies who struggle with this concept of, of looking like a man, um, you can 100% pump the brakes when you reach the edge of the physique that you want. You don't have to be uh, afraid of, of having muscle mass. And to be also honest with you, the long-term prognosis of your life experience is going to change drastically if you do uh, train the, the skeletal muscle underneath of, you, uh, underneath of your, your skin so that you can support yourself longer. And by the way, um, uh, resistance improves the way that our, our bones react and grow. So eliminating some of the fear of uh, degeneration of bones is, is, is one of the benefits of training, right? Um, another lie, another can't. I can't do this anymore because nothing works. I've tried everything. Well, the, the truth, the can about this is that if you haven't seen long-term success, you haven't achieved a long-term caloric deficit. I could talk about the multitude of ways and the mistakes um, that you can make, uh, but the fact of it is, and again, it's it's nuts and bolts. It's it's either or, either you have been in a caloric deficit for a long term, or you haven't. If you're not losing weight, you have not. Um, it, there is no magic formula. Uh, each of the, the three macronutrients, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, are all requisite for your body to, to function properly. Carbohydrates are not the enemy. And honestly, the biggest mistake that I see everybody make is that they're just, they're not tracking their foods. 
um, or they're not tracking their foods accurately. And the only way to know that you're in a caloric deficit is to track your intake accurately. And yeah, you have to track your weekend meals. Those count as calories. Yes, alcohol intake is 100% caloric and you need to track that. And 100% to the gram, measure all of your foods. Don't estimate because there's already enough uh, inaccuracy in uh, the food data that we get, even what's provided from the USDA. And I'll tell you this time and time again, that the USDA only re requires the nutritional information on a package of food to be accurate within plus or minus 25%. Well, what's 10% of a 2000 uh, calorie diet? That's 200 grams. If uh, you're supposed to be on a 500 calorie deficit and you're 10% off, that's almost half of your deficit in the first place. So it can mess your, your progress up. Mess around, don't track your alcohol and have three 200 calorie drinks plus being 10% off. And now you're no longer, not only are you not in a good deficit, you're not in a deficit, you're in a surplus. And so you feel like you're busting your butt, but in fact, you're continuing to slide in the opposite direction that you want to go. So nothing works. I've tried anything, everything. No, if you haven't, if you haven't tracked uh, your food, if you, if you haven't stayed in a caloric deficit long-term, as far as weight loss goes, 100%, you have not tried everything because that is the only thing that matters. Um, another one is time, right? And this is one that, <sighs> brothers, sisters, I'm telling you, time is the biggest complaint that I see out of most people. Well, I can't do this because I just don't have the time. There's just not time in my day. Well, BS. We all have a budget. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have 168 hours in a week. It comes down to what you want to prioritize. And I think that if you did an audit of, of your time, sincerely, Write down a log and every hour, figure out how much you spend of that hour doing what, right? Um, just for instance, here's some, some common uh, statistics that the average American commits per day. The average American spends 2.5 hours a day on social media. Well, shoot, we can stop right there. Put a stop to it, period, end of sentence, end of paragraph, I've solved your problem right there. Get off the phone and go get in the gym. And you don't even have to commit all of that. I'm, in I'm telling you right now that an hour to an hour and a half for a training session is adequate. Two and a half hours a day on social media. What's that come out to be in a week? That's plenty of time to work on your health. It's plenty of time to stop absorbing all the negativity too. Because I promise you that you're your point of mind will change when you disconnect from that mass media device. Three hours a day watching TV. Hello, you House of Dragon fans. I know what's about to happen within y'all's lives. <laughs> but seriously, three hours a day watching TV. And guess what? TV time, the majority of it, that's sedentary. That's sitting on your, on your keister. You could be walking. Um... Don't know where to start. I can't 
do this because I, I just don't know where to start. I've, I've, I've never lifted weights in my life or I've never, um, you know, competed. You know, I, I don't know what to do. Well, here's the deal is Google University has taught me an amazing amount of things along with all of the schooling that I've done. Um, but you 100% can teach yourself uh, the foundations, right? If you truly invest in it, there are plenty plenty of uh, scholarly books out there that you could download and read on Kindle. Um, if it's worth it to you, you will invest. You'll invest in your brain and your body. And, and there's a variety of ways to go about it. You can... Um, Podcasts. There are podcasts put on by an, uh, a vast array of highly intelligent and credentialed people um, that can tell you to go from point A, how to go from point A to point B. Right? Hello, this is one of those outlets. That's why you're listening in. You're trying to learn or uh, you know absorb some of the the motivation out of a community. Invest in your brain and to improve your body. Also, you can get a coach. Go get a membership at a gym. Just dive in, right? Um, one of the things that uh, we learned in the military is that trial by fire is a really great way to learn. It's a little stressful, but in the end, you just dive in and, and get over your fear of making mistakes. And I think that's really a big problem with a lot of people. And hello, I, I, I know it's one for me, um, is being a perfectionist. Well, I don't want to look stupid. Everybody looks stupid when we start out. Get over yourself. Just dive in. And accept being a newbie and, and, and really just just grow. And I promise you that if you come into it with that fearless attitude, especially in, you know, in, a, in good environments, you'll find um, allies along the way that have respect for what you're doing. Don't know where to start? There's always a place to start. Go ask questions. It's too expensive. I can't commit to working out because it's too expensive. I, I can't get that membership because it's too expensive. I can't eat healthy because healthy food is expensive. Well, okay. Yeah, not so much. On average, Americans spend monthly $300 eating out, $60 on coffee, and $50 on alcohol. $410 a month on eating out coffee and alcohol. That is wild. That's, that's an average car payment. And you're telling me that you couldn't prioritize and rebudget some of that money towards improving your life and living better and living longer? Yeah. I, I know that you don't believe that, my friend, and neither do I. What if I fail? This comes back to that perfectionist mentality. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Right? And this is something that's really common... Um, and Missy and I work with um, a, a variety of demographics, and, and this is actually one of the most frustrating mentalities that we have to um, to help folks through. Because it, I just want you to move past this and, and be able to um, overcome it. Because no one's opinion matters but yourself. No one is walking in your shoes, living in your skin, and thinking in your brain but you. No one gets the right to live rent-free in your head but you. Who cares what anybody else thinks? And also, the only way to fail is to give up permanently. 
I mean, let's be really honest here. Not all of your journey is going to go smoothly. You're going to start. There's going to be fits and spurts. There's going to be life. There's going to be catastrophes. There's going to be um, injuries. I mean, there's there's going to be, there's going to be. But the only way that you absolutely, the only way that you truly fail is when you don't get back up. And you know what? What if you don't fail? What if you get out there, you get kicked butt, you get absorbed in this new life or this next level of the life that you're in, right? What if um, instead of uh, going on stage, like for me, one of the fears that I could absolutely have is getting up on stage and, and not looking the part and looking like I don't belong. What if I don't? What if I go up there and I procard my first time? What if you don't fail? All right, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for joining in on this ride. I look forward to talking to you again here real soon. All right, my friends, I really appreciate you joining along with me on today's ride. If you found even one snippet of what I say to be motivating, educational, funny, or helpful in any way, I know you know someone else that would too. I want you to either like or subscribe, comment, and definitely share uh, the Iron Highway. Let's get this out to as many minds and ears as possible. Until then, I'll see you out there on the Iron Highway.